I pushed open the door marked Airport Security and found myself facing a girl I'd never seen before. Is Walter in? I gestured to an inner door labeled Walter Fraser, Chief of Security. Not at the moment, sir. She reluctantly touched her typewriter's off button. She was a thin girl with a narrow face and a small, petulant mouth. The purple jersey of her blouse was drawn taut across pubescent breasts. Her complexion was acne-blotched. Can I help you? I took the leather badge folder from my pocket and showed her my shield. I'm Lieutenant Frank Hastings, San Francisco Homicide. I'm here to meet someone arriving from Detroit. Instead of checking my gun with the deputy at the metal detector, I thought I'd rather leave it with Mr. Fraser. Well, Mr. Fraser won't be back for at least a half hour, I'm afraid. She spoke with prim, perverse satisfaction, as if she enjoyed inflicting this small disappointment on me. Why don't you meet your friend at the scanner? Because, I answered deliberately, it's my son I'm meeting, and I want to meet him at the gate, not the scanner. Oh, well... Her pale eyes blinked. Well, if you want me to, I guess I could keep your gun for you. No thanks. I'll try the deputy. Tell Walter that I said hello. Yes, I will. She nodded, then frowned as she added, Sir. The effort had cost her more than the single syllable was worth. As I walked down the long, broad slope of the concourse leading to American Gate 6, I checked my watch. The time was twenty minutes after noon. Daryl's plane was arriving at twelve-thirty. I chose a seat facing the gate and unfolded the newspaper I'd gotten from a machine. Over the top of the paper, I saw a tow-headed boy looking at me with large, solemn eyes. I'd seen him at the scanner when I'd surrendered my revolver and cuffs and badge to the deputy. Since that moment, those solemn eyes had constantly followed me. I smiled at him, nodded, then raised the paper between us. In less than ten minutes, Darrell would come through the gate. He would be taller than he'd been when I'd last seen him. He'd be heavier, too. At age fourteen, a year made a big difference. Next year, he'd told me on the phone, he hoped to go out for football. In spite of my advice, in spite of the surgeon's scars on both my knees, he hoped to go out for football. Or, more like it, because of my advice. Darrell had been two years old when I'd left Detroit. When my cab had pulled up at the front door and sounded its horn, he'd started to sob. Carolyn had picked him up in her arms and held him, with his face buried in the hollow of her shoulder. Released from the look in his eyes, I'd picked up my suitcase and left the house without a word. As the cab pulled away from the curb, I'd seen the curtains parked in Claudia's room upstairs. She'd refused to say goodbye to me, refused to open her bedroom door. Claudia had been four years old. For more than a year, she would not talk to me when I called.